4: as Willie Snyder, the ex-convict who discovered Superman's great secret, begins to regain consciousness. Doc, look. He's opening his eyes. Yeah, he's coming too. Can I ask him now who Superman is? Well, not just yet, but in another minute, he should be able to tell you. I sure hope you're right, Doc. I sure hope you're right. (laughs) Gang, I'm sure all of us at one time or another have played the sucker by making snap judgments. Such as, for instance, in sizing up new acquaintances. We take a quick look, maybe say hello and goodbye, and then think we know all about the fellow we just met. Well, it just doesn't work that way. Sad experience will teach you, if you haven't already found out, that you can't rely on snap judgments to tell you much about anybody. Now, suppose I decided I couldn't stand the guy who moved in next door. Why? Well, because his tie was horrible, let's say. So I didn't say more than hello and pleased to meet you and went away convinced that that was all I'd ever want to say to the guy. Well, then, strange as it may seem, in a couple of weeks we became real pals. The new neighbor turned out to be a swell guy, and I found out that the tie I so thoroughly disliked was a Christmas present from his Aunt Dora, and had to wear it at the time I saw it. Now, see how foolish I look to myself? Well, that shows that prejudging a man before you ever really get to know him is senseless. And another word for prejudging is prejudice. Both words mean that you've made up your mind in advance, whether you will or will not like a person. So they're both senseless. But some people have more dangerous prejudices. They decide in advance they won't like a fellow because of the color of his skin or his religion or the country his grandfather came from. They never really get to know the guy. Does that make sense? Certainly not. Because in the end, prejudice makes you lose out. For if you don't give the boy and girl a chance to prove what kind of people they really are, you wind up missing some very fine friendships with some very swell people. It's as simple as that. <coughs> And now, the adventures of Superman. While Superman, together with his friends Batman and Robin, helped the Metropolis police search for Willie Snyder, a wounded ex-convict who had stumbled on the secret that Superman and newspaper reporter Clark Kent were one in the same prison, Snyder made his way to the house of racketeer boss Biggie Conroy, where he collects, aware well that Snyder held valuable information, Convoy ordered his henchmen to abduct Dr. Asa Bushmill and then forced the famous surgeon to operate on the ex-convict in an attempt to save his life. The surgeon held out little hope for Snyder's recovery but said he would regain consciousness briefly before the end. Meanwhile, learning that Dr. Bushmill had been abducted from the Metropolis Hospital, Superman squeaked there and secretly resuming his disguise of reporter Clark Kent was admitted to the hospital superintendent's office where he joins Police Inspector Henderson in questioning an orderly named Green. Uh, Green. You say you saw two men push Dr. Bushmill into a car. That's right, Inspector. I was just coming to work when I saw these two fellows grab Dr. Bushmill and push him into a car. Uh It was right across the street from the hospital. Are you sure it was Dr. Bushmill? I'm positive, Mr. Kent. I was only about 50 feet away, and I saw him under a street lamp for a minute before these men grabbed him. Well, Uh didn't you call out or something? Sure I did, but first I well, I I was too stunned to do anything. Then I yelled and ran after the car, but it got away. Tell me, did you get a look at the two men? Well, not much of a look. It was kind of dark near the car, but one of them was pretty big. I said, uh, That's not like right great. Now, oh, look, Mr. Green, you said you ran after the car. Did you notice what kind of a car it was? Uh, it was a sedan,
3: I think. Blue or black. I- I'm not sure. Uh, you're not sure. That's just then. But I got the license number. You did? Well, why didn't you just say so? Well, I was going to. All right, all right. Just give me the number. Uh, just a minute. I wrote it down on this piece of paper. Hate's sake, man. Let's have it. Uh, here it is.
4: L one six eight eight O. Give me that paper. Yes. Sir. That was good work, Mister Green. Oh, thanks. You bet it was. Thanks a lot, Green. You're welcome. I hope that helps you find Doctor Bushmills. So do I. Come on, Kent. We'll hop down to headquarters and trace this license number.
2: He'll <laughs> have the name of the
4: owner of that car
3: right away, Kent. I wish he'd hurry. Time's important. You know, I can't figure this one out. Doctor Bushmill is a big shot, but he's far from wealthy. So, why should anybody snatch him? I got a hunch about
5: that, Inspector. Uh,
4: you and your hunches. All right, go ahead. Still it. I think Dr. Bushmill may have been taken away to treat Willie Snyder.
5: You mean that ex-con who shot an officer last night? Right.
4: Officer Robinson is sure he put at least two bullets into Snyder. So what? Well, my guess is, Wounded Crook made his way to the hideout of some gang who grabbed Dr. Bushmill, one of the best surgeons in the country, to try to save him.
3: Are you kidding? Certainly not. Oh, boy, what a wild cockeyed hunch that is.
4: Why? Because why should anybody, even a gangster, take a chance like that for a small-time rat like Snyder?
3: The carries the death penalty in
4: this state, you know. Yes, but if Snyder offered to make a deal, well, a criminal might figure it was worth the risk if he could find out what Snyder knows. What do you mean? What does Snyder know? He... Well, well, he came into possession of a very valuable secret yesterday. One that would be worth a great deal of money in the underworld, and elsewhere, too. What in the world are you talking about? What secret? That I can't tell you. What do you mean you can't tell me? I'm sorry, Inspector, I can't. Besides, it won't help you a bit. Honest, it won't. Now, don't you... Say, wait a minute. What? I just remembered that you told Sergeant Healy Snyder stole something from you and that his fingerprints were found in your apartment. Isn't that right? Why, yes. Well, what did he steal? That, Inspector, is what I can't tell you. Now you listen to me, Candy. You think you Just a minute. Don't go away. I have no intention of going away yet. That may be Sergeant Healy. Uh, Inspector Henderson, thinking. Yes, Healy. Did
3: you check that number? Uh-huh. What's that? Uh-oh. Well, I'll be... Are you sure, Healy? You are, huh? Okay, get after it. Right. Hello. What, Inspector? This will kill you, Kent. That license number is for Bushmills' own car. What? Yeah, they snatched him in his own car. So now we don't know any more about them than we did before.
5: Hey, look. Snyder's coming, too. Yeah, Chopin he is.
4: We can talk now. Listen, Snyder, you said you knew who Superman is. Now, tell me. Yeah, hey Snyder? Tell me who Superman is. I
2: don't I... think
3: he
4: hears you, Biggie. Wait. his lips are... It's hard uh, now.
5: Dark cops can't see me.
3: Gotta get going. Hey, get
5: him. Quiet, sharp now.
3: Dark, dark, bad. Gotta keep going now.
4: Gotta get the Biggie Conroy. Big shot. Hey, he thinks he's still trying to get you, Biggie. Oh. Yeah. Listen, Snyder. I'm Biggie Conroy. You hear me? I'm Biggie. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take care of you, Snyder. Just tell me who Superman is.
3: <laughs> me, Willie Snyder, I,
4: I know who Superman is. Well, come on, tell us, will yeah, you? Yeah, come on, talk, yeah. Willie, talk.
3: You know, Biggie, I think he's hysterical. I knew yeah. right away. As soon as I saw costume, can't fool me. Same costume that time. Superman grabbed me. And the yeah, boy sure, kid.
4: sure, sure. Now listen, you Snyder, get, get out of here.
3: Take costume. Take the Biggie Gunnerly.
5: Right.
4: Get Big Doe. Uh, he's big nuts. Dole. we better get the croak yeah. up again here. That's no uh, use. Dr. No. Bushmultz said he can't do no, it No, more.
5: no, you, no, you don't, Captain. You ain't going go to touch this guy What I going to do with this guy? He I won't talk. as long not stay. stays it's here. Shut up, Chopin. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah.
5: Listen to me, yeah. Snyder. Big Doe. Biggie Conroy. Superman.
3: <laughs> big Doe. Superman. <laughs> Snyder. Schneider. What? Holy smokes, Big Doe. I think he's dead. Quick,
4: Chopin. Get Dr.
3: the in here. Go on. Hurry. Yeah,
2: uh, 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 you, Biggie. Hey, wait, Chopin.
4: Yes, Snyder. This is Biggie. Good. What I a big deal. With? I
3: know. I know who Superman is. Well, okay.
4: You uh, tell me who he is, and I'll cut you in for half the profits. Uh, You've got millions.
5: Millions?
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Just tell me who he is. Yes.
5: Yeah.
4: Go
3: on, say it. Tell me. Yeah. Who is Superman? Okay, Biggie.
2: Get it. Get it. Load in this.
4: Leaning <laughs> forward, tense Biggie Conroy and his henchman Chopin. Wait for the dying ex-convict to speak. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Tell me, Snyder. Tell me, who is Superman? He, he lives Maple Crest Apartments. Huh? He lives in the Maple Crest Apartments? Yeah. Park Place, thirty-eight. Yeah, I know uh, where it is. Which apartment?
2: Apartment.
4: Apartment number. Yeah,
2: yeah. Go yeah. on,
4: Snyder. Uh, what number, uh, Snyder?
3: Tell us. Uh-oh. Did he, I think? Yeah.
4: He's dead, Chopin. Holy cow. Gone before he could tell us. Maybe he told us enough. What do you mean? He told us Superman lives in the Maple Crest apartments.
3: Oh, yeah, but it's a big building. Lots of people live right.
4: there. Right. But we know he lives in an apartment with a movable panel in one of the walls. And a secret closet behind it. Now all we got to do is find out which apartment that is, Chopin. And when we get that... We'll know who Superman is. His little eyes gleaming in his beaky face. Biggie Conroy believes that the secret of Superman's double identity... and the fortune that knowledge will bring him... is practically in his hand. But Superman is unaware of this new development... and unaware that his greatest fear... the fear that his true identity will become known to powerful figures in the underworld... is so close to realization... What is going to happen now? We'll find out in tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls, so don't fail to listen. Tune in same time, same station for Chapter 7 of The Mystery of the Stolen Costume on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time.
0: Behold my
2: process.
0: Ooh, yeah, me tell you something right here, aha! Uh-huh. It's the Loop Creek subscription box, yeah! With an exclusive loop on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! through the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! To The Loot Box What's with kids today. Huh?
4: It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, racket boss Biggie Conroy reveals to Chopin, a henchman, that now he is confident of discovering Superman's great secret... You see, Chopin, we know Superman lives in the Maple Crest apartments disguised as some other guy. Yeah, but what other guy? That's what you're going to find out. How do you expect me to do that? Have... Easy. We know his apartment has a secret closet behind the movable wall panel. So I want you to go over to the Maple Crest and find the apartment with the secret closet, see? Yeah. Then we know who Superman is. Now, go on, get going. Gang, have you ever visited a newspaper publishing plant and seen the gigantic printing presses that roll off page after page of newsprint? Well, if you have, then you know how type is first set and then cast into a plate that is locked onto printing rollers and then, once set, runs off copy after copy of pages, each exactly like the other. Well, the plate that is cast from the set type is called a stereotype. Strange as it may seem, the minds of a lot of people work just like that, too. They fix a mental picture of a kind of person and then apply that picture or mental stereotype to all people of the same racial, religious, or national background. Now, you know that no two people can possibly be exactly the same. You know that there are dark types and light types in all races, that some are tall and some are short, some are good and some are bad. So, you see, you can't stereotype people. Think how many stories you've read that included characters like Irish cops or Italian fruit peddlers or Negro porters. Well, if you judge by that alone, you'd be led to believe that all Irishmen are cops, all Italians fruit peddlers, and all Negroes porters. Well, maybe some are, but I'm sure you know some Irish insurance men, for instance, or Italian accountants and Negro doctors. Use your intelligence to help you realize that people can't be stereotyped like printing plates. Judge each individual for his own personal qualities, like him or dislike him for himself. Remember that although all people are created equal, each person develops his own personality, and no racial, religious, or national group is cut out of one pattern. And now, the adventures of Superman! <laughs> During Clark Kent's absence, a burglar named Willie Snyder entered his apartment, and behind a movable wall panel, he discovered a secret closet in which he found a Superman costume. Realizing he had stumbled on the answer to Superman's great secret, his double identity, Snyder hurried from the apartment with the costume. But in the alley, he was intercepted by a police officer. And after a gun battle in which he was seriously wounded, he managed to escape to the house of Biggie Conroy, a big-time racket boss. And Snyder told Conroy that Superman lived in the Maplecrest apartments, and he revealed where he had found the Man of Steel's costume. Before he could say exactly which apartment it was, he died. As we continue now, Conroy questioned Chopin, his piano-playing companion, who has just returned from a special mission. Well, let's have it, Chopin. What's it do? Well... We dumped Snyder's body like you said, Piggy. Then I went over to the Maple Craft apartments to case it. Well? It's a big joint, Biggie. Eight
3: stories. Ten apartments on each floor. A penthouse on a roof. Three apartments on the ground floor. So what? Well, that means there's 84 apartments there. So how are we going to get in all of them? And stay in them long enough to find a secret closet. Tell me
4: that. Yeah, there must be a way. Bust them, maybe? No, no. I can't pull a stunt like that. Then tell me how we're going to do well, it. Well, if you shut up, I'll try to figure it out. Okay. Okay. Must be a way to examine those apartments. It's going to be tough, Biggie. Look, uh, show fam, play me something on the piano. It helps me to think. Yeah, yeah, sure, okay.
3: What do you have? Swing? what do you want? Or maybe some uh, dreamy stuff, huh, like this? No, no, not that. It makes me sleepy. Okay,
4: okay, Biggie. Uh, let's see. Uh, how about this? Yeah, yeah, this stuff, sugar, that's nice. That'll help me think of something. Sure, sure you will. You got brains, Peggy. Well, stop, Gavin, and let me use them.
2: Okay, okay. Let's see, nah, that's nah, no good. Dude. What's no good, Peggy? Never mind. Maybe. That's no good. Hey, wait, hey, wait,
3: huh? Stop playing. Hey, uh, you, you take of something, Peggy? Yeah, I think so. Get slick on the phone, slick Billy. Yeah, hurry up. Okay, uh, what's the? Game? I'll tell you later. Just tell slick to get over here right away. I got a job for him.
4: Just a minute. Hiya, Clark. Oh, Batman, come in, come in. Thanks. Right. Well, any news? Here it is. Rob and I have been on a grand tour of the underworld. Yes, I know, but what did you? Broke bread with all the nicest people. Sneak thieves, safe crackers, stick-up men, confidence artists, stool pigeons. Skip all that, Batman. Just tell me, what did you find out? Exactly nothing, Clark. Nothing? Nobody knows from nothing about Willie Snyder, last seen with a couple of bullets in him fleeing from a police officer. I see. Or if they do know, even Batman and Robin can't make them talk. I haven't been able to pick up a trace of him either. Neither have the police. Oh, this is terrible, Batman. What am I going to do? Oh, now, take it easy. Come take in. it easy? How can I when that ex-convict Willie Snyder knows that I'm Superman when he has my costume? Well, I know well, he may be revealing it to some big-time criminals at this very moment. Or he may have already told them. They could be plotting against me right now. Now, wait. Has it occurred to you that maybe Willie Snyder is dead? Yes, but... Well, I don't think so. Why not? He was badly wounded, you know. But he didn't go to any hospitals or to any listed physician. so... But I... have you forgotten Dr. Asa Bushmill, the famous surgeon who was forcibly taken away from the Metropolis Hospital last night... I still think he was taken away to treat Willie Snyder. Uh, could be. But that's only a hunch, Clark. I think it's a good hunch. Now, well, there's your phone. You want me to answer it? No, I never mind. No. Hello? Is that you, Kent? Yes, who is it? Sergeant Haley, Mike Henderson's office. Oh, yes, Sergeant. Can you come down to the city morgue right away? Well, why? What for? The guy was just brought in. You think maybe you can identify him? I? But who? Come on down, will you, Kent? I'll be waiting for you. Yes, of course, Sergeant. I'll be right down. Well, what's cooking, Clark? Sergeant Healy wants me to identify somebody at the city morgue. Wants you to? Yes. I don't understand it. Well, let's go, Batman. You recognize this guy Kent? what? Why, yes. That's, that's Willie Snyder. We well, well, thought so. You sure, Positive. I rounded... Uh, I mean, Superman rounded up this fellow with part of a gang a couple of years ago. I covered the story for the Daily Planet. Oh, it's... Where did you find him, Sergeant? Under some bushes in Metropolis Park. In the park? Wait, huh? Batman. Wait a minute. What uh, possessions did Snyder have with him when you found him, Sergeant? Come over here and I'll show you. Everything he had on him is in this table. Practically nothing. Clark, I don't see you. Hold I'm it. Batman, sorry. You don't see what, Batman? Well, all I see is a couple of dollars and some keys and a, and a piece of wire. That's all there was. The keys are master keys. Uh-huh. One of them probably It's my door. Sure. Now, what was it he stole from me? Uh, forget it, Sergeant. It isn't here. I didn't figure it was. Look, what was it? The inspector wants to know. It can't possibly help you or Inspector Henderson, Sergeant. Take my word for it. Come on, Batman. Let's go. Maple Crest Apartments, please, driver. Park Place and 38th Street. Right. Well, Clark, it begins to look as if your worries are all over. How do you think of that, Batman? Metropolis Park, where Snyder was found, is only a few blocks from where he was shot. So my guess is the guy went there to hide until it got dark and died. you really believe that? I do. Furthermore, I think your secret died with it. Oh, how I wish I could believe that, too. Oh, why can't you? Well, for one thing, my costume wasn't found with him. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But granted it's true, so what? So what? So I figure he made his way to some pals and they've got it. Well, suppose they have. What good does it do them? Well, none. Unless Snyder was able to tell them where he got my costume and who I am before he died. Yeah, yeah. That's the jackpot question. Yes, that's the question on which my career, perhaps my very life, depends, Batman. And I've got a funny feeling we'll get the answer to it very soon. You're right, Superman. The answer is being prepared for you at this very instant. And now, back to the adventures of Superman.
2: That's right, Slick.
4: Swell. All right, hop right to it and keep me posted. Yeah. So I. What's Slick got to say, Biggie? Everything's going fine. It's all set, Chopin. Yeah? What's the gimmick? remember when Mike Hickey was running this town before Perry White got elected mayor? He had a patent and contracting company to take care of all the city buildings? Oh, boy, what, was that a sweet racket? But what, what about it? Well, we still got all the equipment, see? So just now, Slick Bailey, who's really got a gift for gas, you know. Hey, you're telling me. He flashes his business cards and his talk, and he gets the agent of the Maple Crest Apartments, where Superman lives, to let him paint all the apartments in the building with his new fireproof paint. (laughs) What fireproof paint? There ain't none really, Chopin. That's Slick's gag, see?
3: Oh, I get it. That way Slick can get into all the apartments, huh?
4: That's it. Then he and the boys can go over every wall till they find one with a movable panel and a secret closet behind it. (laughs) (laughs) And when they find that, we got the answer to the jackpot question. Right, Chopin. Then we got Superman where we want him and there ain't nothing we can't have. (laughs) Yeah, yes, sir. With that information, we can get away with murder. (laughs) The threat to Superman's great secret, his double identity, and perhaps to his very life, is underway right now. What will happen as Superman, unaware that Biggie Conroy's henchmen are now in his very building, comes closer and closer to exposure. There are tense and exciting moments ahead, fellows and girls, so be sure to listen tomorrow. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 8 of The Mystery of the Stolen Costume on The Adventures of Superman. Superman. <laughs> Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine, and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
1: Faster than a speeding bullet... More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound.
3: Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
4: Now, Batman, I'm more certain than I was before that Willie Snyder, the burglar who discovered my double identity, revealed my secret to someone before he died. What? Why do you say that, Clark? Wait just a minute, and you'll see for yourself. Fellows and girls, don't ever be a coat holder. You know what that is? Well, let me tell you. A coat holder is a guy who always stands ready to hold someone's coat in a fight, but will never stand up and fight for himself. He's the guy who says... Don't let that so-and-so call us names. Let's you and him fight it out. I'll hold the coats. Brave, isn't he? <laughs> I'll say he is not. Yet that's true in cases where the fight is really important, where it's everybody's fight, where every one of us should be in there swinging, such as the fight against prejudice. Gang, don't ever be a coat holder where something so important as that is concerned. Now, I don't say that you should actually go around slugging everyone who says something nasty about you or other people, Because there are other, more effective ways to fight anything so mean and low as racial and religious prejudice. How? Well, it's very simple. you just treat your classmates and neighbors, all of them, like regular Joes, no matter what their race or religion, you deal a body blow to the enemy. And if you cold shoulder the guy who uses ugly words that smear another fellow's race or religion, you lash out with an uppercut that sends prejudice reeling. You see, this is everyone's fight, because when neighbor is made to feel intolerant of neighbor, our country's strength is weakened and all of us suffer. So if you love your country, be on the alert. And when you see or hear things that you consider intolerant, don't let them pass by. Keep driving against such things until prejudice in America goes down for the count. And now, the adventures of Superman.
2: Seriously
4: wounded in a gunfight with a bully, an ex-convict named Willie Snyder told Biggie Conroy, a racket boss, that he knew who Superman was. And he produced Superman's costume to prove it. Snyder explained that he had entered an apartment in the Maplecrest Arms intending to rob it. But discovering a secret closet behind a movable wall panel in which was the costume and red cape of Superman, he realized that he was in the apartment of Superman himself. But before he could say more, the burglar died. However, Biggie Conroy, his greed excited by visions of the fortune he could make if he knew who Superman was, made plans to uncover the Man of Steel's disguise. He explained his plan to Chopin, his piano-playing companion. You see, Chopin, I've got Slick Bailey posing as a big paint contractor. And he got the job to paint the Maple Crest Arms apartments where Superman lives. I get it, Biggie. That way Slick can get in all the apartments, huh? That's the idea. He goes over all the walls till he finds the one with a movable panel and secret closet. And when he finds that one, we know the guy who lives in the apartment is Superman. As we continue now, it is the following day. Biggie Conroy is walking the floor, his heavy jaws champing nervously on a dead cigar. Chopin, by request, is playing the piano in an effort to soothe the puzzled nerves of his chief. Can it Chopin? Can it? Can what,
3: biggie? The music. It don't help none. Oh, I'll uh, I'll play you some rag. Time I know you like that. Yeah, Hot that, huh? Uh-uh. No good. Cut it out. Okay. Oh, yeah. you the one I should play sweet, maybe? I I don't want you to play sweet or any other way. Oh, come, biggie. I thought you always feel good when I play.
4: Well, I don't feel good now. I feel nervous.
3: Oh, well, I got just a ticket for that. Your favorite piece. You know. Stop it! You hit that music
4: box again, Chopin, and I'll brain you with it. All right. All right. I've never seen you like this before. What's eating you, Biggie? I ain't heard from Slick yet. That's what's eating me. Oh, that. Yeah, that. Sitting here with all the dough in the world just waiting for me to pick it up. Only I can't pick it up till Slick finds that secret closet and I know who Superman is. Slick so can't find it out right away, Biggie. It might take weeks, maybe. Weeks. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. There's 84 apartments
3: in that building, remember? Slick might have to paint every one of them before he comes the right one. Yeah, he don't have to
4: paint any of them. What do you mean? How else is he going to get in those apartments? Well, the way we figured it is, he... Wait a minute. Hello? And you, Peggy? Yeah. Slick? Uh, hey, is that hey, Slick? Hey, huh? oh, shut the bag head. Oh, me? No, not you, Slick. I, I was talking to Chopin. Ah, uh,
2: what's on your mind, Biggie? I got a message to
4: call you. Uh, you know what's on my mind. You find it yet? Uh,
2: not yeah, Give me a little time. You
4: had plenty of time. You were in the building all day yesterday and this morning.
2: Sure, but it
5: takes time to go over an apartment. Good, I mean. And there's eight four apartments in this joint.
4: Yeah? Well, how many apartments you checked so far? Just
2: about half. I finished
4: the first four floors. I'm starting on the fifth now. Well, I'll find it pretty soon, then. Sure. Well, oh, call me the minute you do.
2: Okay, Biggie.
4: Well, oh, get going. So long. So long. What do you mean, Batman? Are you satisfied that I was right when I said Willie Snyder died before he could tell anyone you're Superman? Well, I admit it looks that way. There's no doubt about it. He hid in that old fire station after the shooting. Then when it got dark, he crawled into the park where the police found him and died. That could be. What happened to my costume? We know he had it with him when he left this apartment. He probably dropped it somewhere. He was very badly wounded, you know. Yes, I guess that's the answer. Snyder had contacted his pals. As I suspected, it seems to me I would have heard them some way by now. Of course. Well, if your mind's at ease, I'll leave you. Robin tells me there are a couple of important cases waiting for my attention. Oh, sure. Go right ahead, Batman. I appreciate all you've done, by the way. Thank Robin for me, too, huh? Forget it, chum. You saved my height and Robin's more than once. Oh. I'll just climb back into Bruce Wayne's clothes before I leave. And Batman can't get up and attracts too much attention. <laughs> Bruce Wayne, hey boy. <laughs> You certainly don't look like the dynamic Batman in that nifty plaid drape model. You don't exactly look like Superman either in that quiet business suit and horn speck. <laughs> I guess not. There, all set. Well, so long, Clark. So long, Bruce. And thanks again. Hey, wait, wait a minute. Somebody at your door. That's just Johnson, the building superintendent. Oh. Just a minute. Hello, Johnson. What can I do for you? I've got the painting contractor here, Mr. Kent. Painting contractor? Mr. Bailey. I'm Bailey. Oh, uh... just want to look over your walls, see what shape they're in, before I send my painters in. Only take me a few minutes. Uh, just a minute, Mr. Bailey. Yeah? I, uh, I-, I wasn't told that my apartment was to be decorated. Well, the agent just decided on the other day, Mr. Kent. He's having Mr. Bailey's company paint all the apartments with that new fireproof paint. Oh, I see. That's wonderful stuff, Mr. Kent. My paint makes your walls and floors absolutely fine. Just let me check your walls. No, no, wait a minute. What's the matter? Well, I, uh... I, I don't want my apartment painted. You don't? No, I... Uh, well, that's a new one on me. Most tenants are tickled when they hear I'm going to decorate their apartments. Yes, well, you see, Mr. Bailey, I'm I, i, I I'm allergic to paint. you what? I'm allergic to paint. The, 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 the smell of it makes me sick. Isn't that right, Bruce? What?
2: Oh, oh yes, yes, yes.
4: You see? But uh, thanks very much anyhow, gentlemen. Goodbye. Now, wait a minute. There's no smell to this new paint. Now, that's look, I don't... Homeless, so you can forget all about well, that. Well, just the same, I... Well, anyhow, I can't have my apartment messed up now. I'm expecting out of town guests, and they're going to stay quite a while. Oh, that'll be okay, Mr. Kent. I won't send them until you say so. But I'll check the walls myself in advance, see? Then they can be painted whenever you say. It'll only be a few minutes. No, 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 wait a minute. Oh, sure, he'll only be a few minutes, Mr. Kent. Won't inconvenience you at all. Helpless, unable to protest further without arousing suspicion, Clark Kent watches Slick Bailey begin to examine the walls of his apartment, behind one wall of which is the secret closet. Back to the adventures of Superman. Standing tensely with Bruce Wayne at one end of his living room, Clark Kent watches as Slick Bailey, who pretends to be a fitting contractor, moves slowly along the walls, testing and tapping them. Bruce, I've got a feeling he's looking for the secret closet. What makes you think so, Clark? Look how he's tapping at the walls and listening. It's obvious he's hunting for the hollow panel. Oh, you're imagining things. How How could he know about it? Maybe Willie Snyder told him about the secret closet before he died. Oh, now look, Clark. Sure, but... this fellow's looking for it. If he finds it, he'll know I'm Superman. you just jumpy, Clark. you just a man. Why not, I tell you? Since when do painters go around tapping on walls like that? Well, he, he might be looking for cracks. Oh, he's not, and you know it. He's looking for the secret closet. Well, if you're sure. I am. Well, then what are we waiting for? Let's give him the old heave hole. Come on. No, Bruce. If we do that, then you'll know this is the apartment. So what? We'll have him locked up or something. No, no good. We don't know how many of us
3: tonight are told this to.
4: If we touch this man or stop him, we'll tip our hand.
3: Well, then what are we going to do? I don't know. Great Scott. What now? Finish the living room. Going into the bedroom. That's where my secret closet is. Uh-oh. You'll find it in a minute. Then you'll know I'm Superman. What'll I do, Bruce? what I do? What'll I do?
4: <laughs> Yes, Superman, what can you do? In only a matter of moments now, Slick Bailey will discover the secret closet and report to Biggie Conroy that you, Clark Kent, are Superman. Think fast, Superman. You have only moments, perhaps only seconds, before your most cherished secret is discovered and you will be revealed to the underworld. What are you going to do? Never before has Superman been in such a predicament as this, fellows and girls? Can you see how he can possibly save himself? Whatever you do, don't miss Monday's thrilling and amazing episode. Be sure to tune in same time, same station for Chapter 9 of The Mystery of the Stolen Costume on The Adventures of Superman.
1: is a copyrighted feature appearing in superman dc comics magazine and it's brought to you monday through friday at this same time
0: you're tuning in to silver age heroes radio theater presented by phoenix media up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane no it's superman
4: Both of them helpless, as Slick Bailey examines the walls of Kent's apartment, and is within seconds of making a momentous discovery.
3: Great Scott, Batman, he...
4: He went into my bedroom.
3: That's where the secret closet is. Uh Oh. In just a minute, he'll fight it. Then he'll know I'm
0: Superman. What'll I do? (laughs)
4: A champagne bottle crashes against the side of a ship. The crowd cheers excitedly as the newly castened ship slides into the water. If you were at Pier 3 at the Brooklyn Army Base last week, that's what you would have seen. For a United States Army transport was being named in memory of one of our greatest war heroes, the USAT Sedeo S. Munamori. The story behind the name is an exciting one that happened only three short years ago on a blood-soaked battlefield in Italy. American soldiers were fighting and dying there, and in the front lines was the famous 442nd
1: Regimental Combat Team, a celebrated group made up entirely of Japanese-Americans whose record of bravery is unsurpassed in American history. Private Sadeo Munamore was a squad leader in the 442nd. One night, as he and his men silently crept into enemy territory, a violent burst of machine
4: gun fire shattered the air. In the face of great danger, Private Munamore crept up on two German machine gun nets that had on their target. He destroyed both. Then as he crept back to his own men, he saw a hand grenade fall near them. Without hesitation, he flung himself on top of it as it exploded. The lives of his comrades were saved, but the life of Sudeo Munamore was gone. For this act of supreme courage, Sudeo Nomori was awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor, the highest decoration this country can bestow upon its heroes. Now, the United States Army transport, Sodeo S. Nomori will be a further tribute to him and to his fellow Japanese-American comrades who so gallantly fought and died for their country. <laughs> And now, The Adventures of Superman. During Superman's absence from the apartment he occupies as Clark Kent, an ex-convict entered and burglarized it. But when he accidentally discovered a secret closet, in which was a distinctive blue costume and red cape, the thief realized he had stumbled on the secret of Superman's double identity. Seriously wounded by a police officer, the burglar managed to make his way to a big-time racketeer named Biggie Conroy to whom he revealed that Superman lived in the Maple Crest Arms, in an apartment which had a secret closet behind a movable panel. But before he could say which apartment, he died. Realizing he could reap a fortune if he knew who Superman was, Conroy directed a henchman named Slick Bailey to pose as a painting contractor and obtain entrance to all the apartments in Superman's building. When Slick Bailey entered Kent's apartment and began tapping on the walls, Kent realized he was hunting for the secret closet. Now, in company with the famous Batman, who is in his guise of Bruce Wayne, Kent can only stand by helplessly as the racketeer completes his examination of the living room walls and enters the bedroom. Great Scott, Bruce. He'll find the secret closet in a moment and know that I'm Superman. What'll I do? Well, there's only one thing to do. Grab him and give him the old heap hole. Oh, no, 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 we can't do that. If we throw him out, we'll be admitting the truth. That's right, but we can't let him find the secret closet and report it to his gang. Oh, I know, I know. Now think fast, chum. He's almost at the payoff panel. When he hears that hollow sound, he'll know. Hey, wait a minute. I've got an idea. Oh, good. Let's have it. I'm going to put on an act. What? Yeah, you know, act like I'm on in the head. What? Yeah, throw a fit of fainting, everything. Oh. You take it from there. Okay, chum, count on me. Good. Here goes. Play along now. All right. I don't like that man. Huh. He's a rat. I'll take it easy.
3: I'm going to fix him. What? Good. No, no,
4: no, 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 no. Clark, No, take
3: it easy. Let me go. He wants to rob. Oh, me. No. That's what he come wants on, to. Come on, take it easy. I, I'm
4: sure you've got him wrong. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, come on. I don't want do to let people
3: go. I don't trust anybody. Clark, he's just a predator. Not even you. Oh, what do you mean? I'm can't see. What's going on in here? You're Help me hold me, me. him. Mystery's having another one. I'm Yes, he gets the pity off. I easy, know.
4: Clark. Easy. You. You said you're a painter. He is just a painter. But I
3: know better. No, you're come you're come trying to rust me. To run, Clark. Oh, Clark, no, no. Let me go. Yes. Hey. But I won't let you. See? I won't Clark, let you. Come on. I'll kill you. Hey, 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 oh.
4: Clark! Clark! Hey, what's the matter with him? Oh, well, he's fainted. Oh, this is terrible. Quick, Mr. Mr. Bailey. Help me carry him to his bed, will you? Yes, sure. What's the matter with it? It's his head. He, he often gets this way. He thinks everybody's against him. No kidding. Yes, I had better call the doctor as soon as he's comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, look, this happened kind of sudden, didn't it? It? Well, it always does. He's as normal as anybody, one minute, and then without any warning, he gets violent and tries to kill people. Hey he does, huh? Yeah. Now just drop him on the bed, please. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> hey, he's pretty heavy. Yeah, that's all muscle, too. Uh, you better leave now. Yeah, sure, sure, I will. As soon as I finish examining these walls. Oh, you better do now? My painters have to come in pretty soon. Fix you, you can't cheat me. Oh, Clark. I'll kill you. Clark. That's what I'll do. Hey, come and too. Yeah, and he's starting to get violent again. Hey, he is with uh, huh? Yes, and he gets strong as a bull uh, when he's like this. He almost finished a friend of his about a month hand ago. Hand took four of us to pull him away. Oh, no kidding.
3: Yeah. Where's the man who was here?
4: I'll break him in half. Take it I'll easy. i his hat. Beat it,
3: Mr. Hey, Bailey. Beat it, Mr. Bailey. Hurry or I won't answer for i better. I'll be back. All right,
4: but get out. Hurry. My hands. Where is he? Easy. There he is. easy, Clark. Take it easy, old so boy. Easy now. Is he gone? He's it. gone, Clark. He oh, can no. relax. Whew. You know, for a moment, I was afraid he wasn't going to fall for it. So was I. Oh, brother. Say, that was some act you put on. Oh, thanks, Bruce. You did pretty well yourself. <laughs> did you see how fast he got out of here when <laughs> I told him you almost finished a man last month? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. What are we For. I'm not out of the woods yet. Hey, that's right. Bailey said he'd be back. Uh huh, and I can't throw another fit without his getting suspicious. Well, have you got any more ideas? Yes, I have. The easiest thing to do now is to get rid of my secret closet. Did you say easy? Sure, Sure. only we need a little time. Let's see. Now, wait a minute. Ah, there he is. Bailey's in the apartment above us now. Penthouse on the roof. Well, how do you know? How do I know? I can see him. Oh, of course. X-ray vision. Yeah, that's a big apartment. Let's see. One, two, three, four, six, eight rooms. Take him a half hour to examine all the walls up there. But he'll probably come back here when he finishes it. That's what I figure. And then we're out of luck. We can't brick up your secret closet half an hour, even if we have the bricks and mortar, which we have. not We've got to do it. I'll peel down to my Superman outfit. Well, what for? I'm going to hop out to some building yard. And in two shakes, I'll be back with bricks and mortar. Oh, I get it. Well, I'm gone, Bruce. Yeah. You remove the panel with a screwdriver. You'll find one in a drawer in the kitchenette. Okay, chum. But I still wonder if we can do it in time. We must. There we are, all set. I'll leave by this window.
3: Back of the jiffy. Up, up,
2: and away!
4: That certainly didn't take you long, Superman. Eh? Wasn't wasting any time, Bruce. Now, I'll dump these bricks on the floor. Okay, bring that newspaper, will you, please, Bruce? I'll set this barrel of mortar on it. Okay. Is, uh, is Bailey still up in the. House? Let's see. Yeah, yeah, he's still there. Okay, let's set the barrel down. All right. <coughs> I brought two trowels, one for you, one for me. Me? I've never laid bricks before. Well, here's where you'll learn, brother. Come on, let's get to work. Now, just these two bricks on top and we're finished, Bruce. Some more
3: water.
2: There. there,
4: that does it. Right. Hey, you know that's not a bad job. No, <laughs> we ought to get union card. Now yeah, remind me of that. Now to get this panel back in place. Oh, here's the screwdriver. Oh, thanks. Uh-oh. Well, what's the matter? Our friend Bailey is all through upstairs. Oh, what's he doing? He's walking into the stair hall. Now he's coming downstairs. Mike says he's coming here to finish looking over this room. I'll buy that. Hurry and finish setting that panel, will you? Huh? Just about finished. Just yes, this one screw. There, that does it. Now, help me straighten up this mess, will you? Uh-huh. Throw these extra bricks to the bed. Check. Oh, what are you going to do with the barrel of water? Set it in my clothes closet. Okay. There. Takes care of that. How are you coming? Everything ship shaped yeah, Not a second too soon. Bailey's at the door. Let him ring a little more before you let him in, Bruce. i got to get back in the Clark Kent's clothes. Okay. I'll sweep up this brick that's left on the floor. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Tie.
3: There. Tie. There. Okay, let him in, Bruce, while I lie down. Thanks.
4: Coming! Coming! Wait! Bruce! Oh, no, what? Look! The panel! Well, what about it? Don't you see what we did? No, I... Holy smokes! Horrified, Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne, who is at stare at the telltale panel in the wall, behind which they have just built a brick wall. What is wrong? And now... Back to the adventures of Superman. His hand shaking, Clark Kent directs Bruce Wayne's attention to a panel in the wall, behind which had previously been the secret closet.
0: We put
3: the
4: panel back upside down, Bruce. The wallpaper on it doesn't match the pattern of the rest of the wall now. Suffering catfish. Bailey will see it and catch on. Where's that screwdriver? We've got to fix it, Clark. Cat, Bailey just came in. What about the door... He must have slipped the door catch when he went out before. Are
3: all right now, Mr. Kent? Oh, I never felt worse in my life.
4: Their faces pale as sheets. Clark, Kent, and Bruce Wayne watch wide eyed as Slick Bailey bustles cheerily into the room to resume his examination of the walls in search of the secret closet. The closet is gone, but in their haste, Kent and Wayne made an error which may nullify all their work and reveal Kent's double identity. What can Kent do now? What will happen? There are more thrills and surprises in tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. So be sure to listen. Tune in same time, same station for chapter 10 of The Mystery of the Stolen Costume on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time.
0: Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes.
4: It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman and Batman realize they have committed a blunder which may have very serious consequences. Great Scott, Batman. Look. Look at that wall panel. Holy smoke. What a mistake. Yes, and here comes Bailey. What do we do? I'm afraid it's too late to do anything, Superman. We're sunk. Listen to this, gang. It's a true story. The locker room was electric with tension. All the men on the football team knew the captain was angry at them. Chopped tempers snapped through the air and snatches of irritable conversation whipped back and forth. The boys pulled their uniforms off viciously. Suddenly the whole room froze into silence as the door opened and the captain walked in. He was an 18-year-old lad who moved with the grace of a true athlete. His good-natured grin was known all over town, but today that grin wasn't there. His face was drawn in the hard lines of disappointment. He told them that he had always been proud to be their captain, but now they had let him down. They had acted without the backbone he had always admired in them. They had actually refused to play another high school team because there was a Negro boy on the squad. This isn't the kind of football I play, he said. Better get yourself another captain. And he left the room. Complete silence. After a while, the quarterback turned to the right tackle. Uh, maybe we ought to call him back, he said. I think I'd rather play the game his way, come to think of it. The team went along with the quarterback, and the captain did come back. Since that day, the captain's name has become known throughout the world. For this captain was Ike Eisenhower, the man who guided our soldiers to victory, who led us in our battle against Hitlerism, who broke the forces of prejudice and bigotry. Yes, boys and girls, Ike Eisenhower always put up a good fight for what he believed in. He proved that in Africa, in Europe, and first of all, in a locker room in Kansas. Let that be an example to us all. And now, the adventures of Superman. Just before he died, a wounded ex-convict revealed to Biggie Conroy, a racket boss, that he'd discovered Superman lived in a building called the Maple Crest Arms, in an apartment which had a secret closet behind a movable wall panel. Then, knowing he could make a fortune from the underworld if he knew Superman's other identity, Conroy had a henchman named Slick Bailey pose as a painting contractor and try to locate the apartment in the Middlecrest arms which had the secret closet. When Bailey entered the apartment of Clark Kent, who as we know is Superman, and began to examine the walls, Kent became suspicious. To get rid of Bailey, he pretended to throw a fit. And realizing that Bailey would return to resume his search, Kent and his friend Bruce Wayne, who was really Batman, worked like beavers to brick up the telltale secret closet in Kent's bedroom. But just as they finished and Slick Bailey was at the door, they found they had made a terrible blunder. For in their haste, they had replaced the movable panel in the wall upside down. That's Bailey at the door, Bruce. Now we are sunk. Wait, maybe he won't notice it, Clark. How can he help noticing? The wallpaper and the panel doesn't match the design in the rest of the wall now. Oh, you're right. But what can we do now? We haven't time to replace the panel. Well, we can't let him in until we get the panel fixed. Somebody opened the door. Bailey. He must have left it unlocked when he went out before. before. Uh-oh. Miss Kent. Oh, there's something now, Clark. You okay now, Miss Kent? Oh, I never felt
3: worse in my life. <laughs>
4: as Slick Bailey, fox-faced, sharp-eyed, enters the bedroom, smiling cheerfully. Bruce Wayne gazes from him to the telltale wall panel in dismay. Clark Kent, moving instinctively, his mind racing desperately, takes one long step to the wall and turns with his back against the panel. His tall figure and broad shoulders almost hide it. Uh, sorry, I made a nuisance of myself when you were here before, Mr. Bailey. Oh, that's okay, Mr. Kent. I already checked the living room walls. I'll just go over to the bedroom now, if you don't mind. Uh, look, I, uh... I never saw a painter tap on the walls like that. Uh, what's the idea? Oh, uh, I'm looking for cracks. Well, there aren't any cracks in my walls. You never can tell, The Kent. might be very slight under the paint, you know. And I have to make sure the walls are absolutely okay before I put my fireproof paint on. Well, how do you expect to find cracks under the paint, Mr. Bailey? Well, the... Uh sound when I tap them tells me if the walls are solid. Oh. Uh, do you mind moving a little bit so as I can have a look at this panel, Mr. Kent? Oh, uh, don't bother. I, I know this wall is solid, Mr. Bailey. Well, I want to see for myself. You do?
2: Yeah.
4: Oh, well, uh, well, listen. How do you like that, Mr. Bailey? You can't tell me this wall isn't good and solid. It certainly is. Yeah. Well, that panel sounds okay. Well, I'll have a look at the rest of the walls and we'll take them along.
2: Well, Bailey's
4: gone, Clark and out of my life, I hope, Bruce. Oh, boy. I had a bad moment when he asked you to move away from that upside-down panel. Maybe you think I didn't. Well, I think all your troubles are over now, Clark. I wish I could be certain of that. You can. Because even if you're right, and Bailey is hunting for that secret closet, he didn't find it in this apartment. Well, that's true, but I... So, Q.E.D., you can't be Superman. Come on, Clark. Let's go out and celebrate. Big- there's no secret closet in any apartment in the Maple Crest Arms? There must be slick. But there ain't one over every inch of every wall of every apartment. Willie Snyder must have met some other building. No, he clearly said the Maple Crest Arms, and besides... And he was full of lead dying. He could easily have made a mistake in the name of the building. I know he didn't make a mistake. Because the cop who shot him caught him coming out the back entrance of the Maple Crest Arms. Ah and I can't figure it out. Ah, you must have missed the secret closet. I tell you, I didn't miss it. It just ain't there. It must be. Snyder had Superman's own costume that he said he found in his closet. And closets can't just disappear. I know, but it winked. Maybe it did. Huh? Maybe the secret closet did disappear. Well, look at that, Piggy. Look, Slick, suppose Superman noticed his costume was gone. He knew about Snyder being shot in the alley, so he could have figured Snyder contacted somebody before he died. And this somebody would check up on his story. So he got rid of the closet to throw us off his track. Yeah, but but how could he get rid of a closet? Oh, uh, the I no. Maybe he bricked it up and moved the whole wall. He can do anything. Superman, you know. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you've got something there, Biggie uh, That must be the answer well, If it is, we're stuck That closet's all we've got to go by Maybe not We know he lives in the Maple crest. We don't know for sure i am thinking, Biggie Maybe some guy just had that costume around for a masquerade ball or something Would he keep it in a secret closet And then when it was swiped, would he go to a lot of trouble And maybe a lot of expense to do away with a closet Oh, I guess not uh, Of course he wouldn't, Slick you see, a lot of guys have figured out Superman must have another identity. And this makes me sure of now, all we have to do is find out his other identity, and we can sell our info to big-time operators for a fortune. Or we can use it ourselves. Stop and First, got to find out. I think I know how to find out. Yeah, how? Just leave it to me. First, though, I want a list of all the tenants in the Maple Crest Arms. And I want a little dope on them. How old they are, what they look like. You know, you can get that for me. I guess so, but... Okay, then get me that list, Slick, and hurry it up. <laughs> back to the adventures of Superman. As we continue, Biggie Conroy is poring over a list of the tenants in the Maple Crest Arms, the building in which Superman lives in his guise of reporter Clark Kent. Finally, with a triumphant grunt, the bracket boss writes three names on a slip of paper and pushes the slip across the table to Slick Bailey. Slick? One of those three guys is Superman. Oh, yeah? What's Biggie? George Abner Dean, apartment oh, three G. What makes you think he might be Superman? He's young, a big fellow, and he lives alone. Well, we know Superman is young and a big guy. I figure he'd be living alone too, keeping his secret.
5: Ah, uh, maybe. Also,
4: Dean teaches English in Metropolis University. A nice, quiet school teacher would be a good thing for Superman to be if he didn't want anyone to suspect who he really was. You catch? Yeah, yeah. Now, how about this next guy, Philip Marshall, apartment 5K? Why'd you pick him? Same reasons I picked Dean. Marshall's young, big, and a bachelor. Also, the dope you got on him says he travels a lot. So what? Superman travels a lot, too, don't he? Yeah,
6: yeah. That kind of adds up. (laughs)
4: Uh, you're what, in this ass guy, though, Biggie? You mean this guy Clark Kent? Yeah, I could scratch him out right now. Oh, come. He's a panty weight. He said he didn't want his apartment painted, but the smell makes him sick. I am allergic to the smell of paint, he said. <laughs> then he throws a fit, Goes off his nuts. Are you kidding? No. Passed right on the faint. I even had to help get him in a bed.
6: A friend of his who was there says Kent often gets like
4: that, so you can forget him. I don't know about that. No, but I tell you, the guy's a weak system in his ball. He couldn't be Superman. He might have been putting on an act. An act? Sure, the fool is. So you go away saying he couldn't be Superman. I go on. You think he could be our guy? Could be, considering this other stuff I got on him. What other stuff? Well, he's a reporter on the Daily Planet. That's the paper that always gets the stories on Superman first, you know. That's right. And Clark Kent gets most of the scoops on Superman. He does, huh? Hey, maybe he is our guy, Biggie. Well, take it easy, Slick. I'm sure one of these three guys is. George Dean or Philip Marshall or Clark Kent. And I know how to find out which one is. How? Get your hat and come along with me. Before the day is over, we'll know who Superman is. And then... (laughs) The sky's a limit for us, Slick. Come on. Followed by the eager slick Billy, Biggie Conroy leads the way from his house. On his way, he says, to discover Superman's double identity. As we know, one of the names on Conroy's list, Clark Kent, is Superman. What is the racket boss plan to prove it? And will he succeed? We'll see Conroy in action in tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. So don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station, for chapter 11 of the mystery of the stolen costume on The Adventures of Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time.
0: Oh, my
2: process!
0: Ooh, yeah, let me tell do something right here, aha! Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! With an exclusive loot box surprises, prizes you to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! Uh-huh. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box!
4: Today, Superman is in great danger, as two unscrupulous men who are on the verge of discovering his double identity set a trap for the Man of Steel. You see, Slick, I'm sure one of these three men, George Dane, Philip Marshall, or Clark Kent, is Superman. And I think I know how to find out which one that is. Yeah, Biggie, how? I'll show you. Get your hat and come with me. And before the night is over, we'll know who Superman is. those among you, gang, who are or have been Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts, know and understand the importance of preparedness, the wisdom of being ready in advance for anything that may happen. And in a great and large country such as ours, many things can and do happen. Disastrous occurrences that strike without warning. floods, explosions, devastating fires, mine cave-ins, tornadoes, epidemics. All things that take great toll of human life. And which, in most instances, would be even more catastrophic if it were not for a wonderful organization that always stands prepared to bring relief to the suffering, solace to bereaved survivors, and comfort to all concerned. That organization is the splendid American Red Cross. Whenever disaster in any form strikes a community anywhere in the United States, the Red Cross goes immediately into action. During the emergency, the Red Cross provides basic needs such as food, shelter, clothing, and medical care. Later, it assists in rehabilitation and provides further help for victims of a disaster by assisting in repairing and rebuilding homes, supplying household furniture and equipment, and further provides long-term medical and nursing care. Assistance of this kind is provided by the Red Cross to all people, regardless of race, religion, or color. For the Red Cross stands ready and willing to provide assistance to humanity. But that gang costs a good deal of money, which is why the Red Cross conducts an annual drive for funds. Remind your mother and your father to contribute generously. Don't neglect to make contributions yourself. Keep in mind that no one knows where disaster will strike. So a contribution to the Red Cross is insurance for your own future welfare. And now, the adventures of Superman. When a dying ex-convict revealed to Biggie Conroy, a big-time racketeer, that he had accidentally discovered and stolen Superman's costume from a secret closet in an apartment in the Maple Crest Arms, Conroy reasoned that Superman must have another identity. And visualizing a fortune for himself, he could uncover this great secret. He had a henchman named Slip Bailey pose as a painting contractor and enter all the 84 apartments in the Maple Crest Arms to search for the secret closet. Suspicious of Bailey, Clark Kent, who is Superman, ripped up his secret closet and so avoided exposure. But suspecting what may have occurred, Conroy collected information on every tenant in the building. And after some Decided that one of three men, Clark Kent included, is Superman. Now, having formulated a plan, Conroy and Slick Bailey drive to the Maple Crest Arms. And as we join them, they are walking along the third floor corridor. Let's see, apartment 3F. Now we want the next one, Slick. AJ, here we are. Yeah, the card under the bell says George Abner Dean. Right. Now we'll find out if this guy is Superman. Uh-huh. Ring the bell. Wait. Tell me first what you're going to do. Uh, find out. I need... Never mind. Just keep your eyes open and you'll see. Now, all you got to remember is I'm your partner, see? Uh-huh. And we come to find uh-huh. out what color this guy wants his apartment painted. Yeah. Okay, okay. Only, well... Only what? Well, supposing this guy is Superman, if he finds out where Ottawa, he might get sore and uh, do something to us. Don't worry, he won't know. Now, ring the bell. Okay. Maybe he ain't home. He's is home, all right. Do your stuff. Yes? Mr. Dean, I'm Bailey, the painting contractor. I was here the other morning looking over your walls, remember? Oh, yes, yes. Come in. Thanks. Baby. I, uh, brought my partner along. We gotta know what colors you want, see? And he's an expert on this new fireproof paint. Oh, well, Mr. Uh, Conroy, Mr. Dean. Well, how do you do? Glad to know you, Mr. Dean. We're gonna give you a first-class job here. Oh, oh. oh, what's the matter, Mr. Dean? Did I shake your hand too, her huh? Why, oh, I, I... we have cut it. Cut your hand? Yes. You see, it's bleeding slightly. Well, now, how did I... Sir, that must have been my ring. It's got a rough edge here. See where the stone is set in? Oh, yes, yes. I, I've been meaning to get that fixed. I'm, I'm awfully sorry, Mr. Dean. You got some iodine around? No, there? that's all right. It's just a scratch. You've got to be careful of scratches. Yeah, right. you might get it affected or something. I'll take care of it later. Uh, right now, I'm expecting some friends in, so... So let's decide about the painting. Okay. You. Whatever you say, Mr. Dean. You uh, you said you wanted to know what color I wanted my apartment painted. Yeah. That's right. You see, with this new fireproof paint we're using, we got to order the colors pretty far in advance. Oh, well. I think the color I have now is all right. Make a note of that, Bailey. Right. We'll be going there, Mr. Dean. Oh, wait. I'm wait. much obliged, Mr. Dean, and I'm sorry again about scratching your head. Oh, uh, forget it. Good night. Good night. Come on, Bailey. Slick, we can scratch Thane off the list. How do you know, Biggie? I thought you were going to make some kind of a test. I did. You did? Sure. Didn't you see cut his hand with my ring? Well, yeah, but what kind of a test is that? Don't you get it? Superman's skin is like steel. It is. Sure, it can't be cut. Haven't you read a thousand times on knives and even bullets just bounce off him? Hey, that's right. Boy, i got a hand it to you, but You've got a hand on you. You're just waking up to that, eh? Huh? Well, no, but... All right, skip it. Let's see now. The second guy on the list is... Uh... Philip Marshall, apartment 5K. Come on, walk up these two flights. Okay. Now we find out if either Marshall or Clark Kent is Superman. Mr. Marshall, I'd like you to make my partner, Mr. Conroy, Mr. Marshall. Me Mr. Conroy. I'm sure glad to know you, Mr. Marshall.
2: Oh, I... what the...
4: oh excuse me, Mr. Oh. Marshall. I guess I shook your hand too hard. Huh? Cut me. You cut you? Yes. See, my finger's bleeding. Well, what do you know? That leaves him... Say, as... I'm awful sorry, Mr. Marshall. It uh, must have been my ring. It's got a rough edge on it, see? You better put some iodine on it right away. Look, Peggy, what did we come outside for? Quiet, right? Slick, I got to think About what? Dean ain't Superman and neither is Marshall. So if you're right in your figuring, Clark Kent must be. Yeah, sure. Just the same, Look, let's go up to his apartment and make sure. You give him the ring treatment. No, no, I I can't do that, Slick. Why not? A cancer newspaper reporter. I know, so what? So in case you've forgotten, I used to be pretty big stuff in this town. Poor Perry White got elected mayor and cracked down on all my rackets. Chances are Kendall recognized me. Oh, I get it. Well, let's see Look, give me the ring. I'll go up and make the test on him. No, no. Hey, I got an idea. Yeah? What? Come on over to that drugstore in the corner. I know how to handle this. What is Biggie Conroy's new plan to discover whether or not Clark Kent is Superman? And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Unaware of the new plot against him, Clark Kent is in his apartment, where we find him speaking with cub reporter Jimmy Olsen, who has just
5: arrived. Ah. Nice of you to drop in, Jim. What's on your mind? Well, I... Mr. White and Miss Lane, all of us down at the office, we're worried about you, Mr. Kent. Worried? About me? Why? Well, you've been acting so so strangely, sort of. Oh, What do you mean? Well, you've been so jumpy, like... Well, like saying funny things that don't make sense, and right after that, contradicting what you said before. Oh, oh. Well, Mr. White and Miss Lane think you're sick, but... Well, I think you've got something on your mind. You're right, Jim. I did have something on my mind. I knew it. Look, Mr. Kent, can you tell me or Mr. White... Well... You know we'll do anything we can to help you, whatever it is. It's oh, very nice of you, Jim, but I don't need any help. This, uh, trouble is all over, I hope. Oh, gee, that's swell. As a matter of fact, you do seem more like yourself this evening. Yeah, I feel fine now. <laughs> There's nothing like a
4: bit of bricklaying to cure what ails you.
5: Bricklaying? What do you mean?
4: I'll tell you all about it sometime, Jim.
5: Well, what's, uh, what's new at the office? Well, nothing special. The police still haven't found Dr. Asa Bushmill, you know. They haven't? Oh, that's odd.
4: I was sure he'd been grabbed to operate on police Snyder, but... Snyder was found dead in the
5: park, You so... mean that carn who shot the police officer? Yes, the, the one who, who got my uh, costume, uh, uh... Got your what?
4: Uh, well, he broke into my
5: apartment, you know. Well, I know. You never did tell us what he stole, though. Oh, it was just a, a garment. Garment? Sure, No Clothing, Jim. Oh. Well, did he take much? No, but... Uh-oh. Well, that's your doorbell. Just a minute. I'll answer it, Mr. No, Jim, Wait. What's the matter? I don't want either of us to answer the door. Huh? No, oh, but you called out. He
4: knows somebody's here.
5: Who knows? Bailey,
4: the phony painting contractor, is at the door with another man.
5: See, how do you know who's at the door? How do I... Well, I. I know. Oh, if only you hadn't called out. Now he won't go away. Gosh, Mr. Ken, what's come over you again? Well, apparently I didn't throw him completely off
4: the track when I breaked up the closet, and now he's to snoop around some more. Or maybe.
5: Maybe he does know the truth now, and... The and, truth about what? Gee whiz, Mr. Kent, what's... the a... Oh, this is terrible, Jim. I... I don't know what to do.
4: Uncertain. Every keen sense telling him that Bailey means danger to him. Clark Kent stares from the door to Jimmy Olson, who stares back at his friend, certain Kent has lost his mind. As we know, Slick Bailey does mean danger to Kent. Great danger... But Kent is now apparently trapped. What will happen? A great deal happens tomorrow, fellows and girls, so be sure to listen. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 12 of The Mystery of the Stolen Costume on The Adventures of
2: Superman.
1: Superman is a copyrighted feature
4: appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine, and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this time.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman.
1: Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive. ...able to leap
3: tall buildings at a single bound... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
4: Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton... ...who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men... And who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, waged a never-ending battle for truth and justice? (laughs) Today, during the absence of Clark Kent, who is Superman, cub reporter Jimmy Olsen reveals the reason for great concern in a confidential talk with Lois Lane. Gosh,
5: this is terrible, Miss Lane. I don't know what to do. Why? What do you mean, Jim? What's wrong? I just found out something about Mr. Kent. About Clark? Yeah. He... Well, you better take a deep breath, Miss Lane, because this is going to be a shock.
4: Johnny has a broken front tooth. Johnny has two freckles on his nose. All boys with a broken front tooth have two freckles on their noses. (laughs) Sounds silly, doesn't it, gang? Yet that's how some people freeze How many times have you heard a man say, all the Irish have terrible tempers? Well, ask him how he came to that conclusion, and nine chances out of ten, he'll say, well, Johnny has a temper and Johnny is Irish. So, all Irish have tempers. Well, that sort of reasoning doesn't make much sense, boys and girls. Not any more sense than saying that all boys with a broken front tooth have two freckles on their noses. You see, gang, all people aren't ever anything. Why, with the exception of some scientific facts about the human body, there isn't a single sentence you could say that would apply to all people. Even when there is a rule that is pretty general about human nature, there are always some exceptions. But when you start to make rules about people of certain races, religions, or nationalities, you might as well stop before you start. It just can't be done. You see, characteristics that people have are the result of their own personal makeup and of their experiences. And, of course, they have very little to do with their race or religion. Some people of every group have bad tempers or are lazy or mean. On the other hand, some people of every race and religion are among those you would be lucky to have as your friend. Well, boys and girls, whenever you're tempted to say all instead of some, think twice and then say to yourself, Johnny has a broken front tooth. Johnny has two freckles on his nose. All boys with a broken front tooth have two freckles on their noses. Think how silly that sounds. And then think straight. And now, the adventures of Superman. Superman. When a dying convict revealed to Biggie Conroy, a racketeer, that Superman lived in an apartment in the Maple Crest Arms, Conroy, realizing he could make a fortune if he could identify the Man of Steel, had a pose as a painting contractor and searched all the apartments in the Maple Crest Arms for a secret closet in which the convict had found Superman's costume. But Clark Kent, who is Superman, became suspicious of what was afoot and temporarily avoided exposure by breaking up the secret closet. By a clever ruse, Conroy then collected information on all the tenants in the building... He eliminated all whom he suspected of being Superman. That is, all but one. Clark Kent. As we continue now, two of Conroy's men have arrived at Kent's apartment with a plan to prove whether or not he is Superman. But as we ring the bell, Kent, who is talking with cub reporter Jimmy Olson, probes the door with his X-ray vision and recognizes one of the men. Uh Uh-oh.
5: Just a minute. I'll answer the door, Mr. Kent. No, Jim, no. Come back here. But, But somebody's at the door. I know, I know. It's Mr. Bailey. Who? Bailey,
3: that phony painting contractor and another man. They came back to... How do you know? Never mind that. I know Bailey means danger to me, Jim. Great danger. Danger? To you? Yes. I think Bailey suspects who I am, and he's
5: going to try to prove it. What do you mean, he suspects who you are? Oh, well, well, I I mean... Look, Mr. Kent, I don't know what's wrong with you, but I'm going to answer the door. No, Jim, no. Wait till I get into the bedroom. Then let Bailey in. Tell him... Tell him I'm away. But, but what am I supposed to be doing here?
4: You, 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 you're staying with me. Now go on, do as I say Jim. him. It's important, terribly
5: important. Well oh, she whizzes. Okay, I'm coming. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Don't I'd have to bother you again? Oh, I'm Billy Ford, Mr. Kent. Uh, glad to meet you. Uh, Danny, he ain't Kent. Ouch! My hand!
4: Ah, you say he ain't Kent? No. Gosh,
5: my hand. It's bleeding. Oh,
4: it's just a scratch, kid. I must have done it with my ring. See, it's kind of rough here.
5: You ought to be more careful. Sure he should. Uh, look, buddy, we got the contract to paint these apartments. We want to ask Mr. Kent what color he wants on the walls. Is he here? Um, uh, no. No, he's out. Oh, when will he be back? Why I... I don't know. You don't know, huh? What do we do now, uh, uh, Bailey? Well, as long as we're here, I'll have another look at the walls in the bedroom.
6: I just remembered that one panel I didn't get a good look at yesterday.
4: No, no,
5: don't go in there. I'll only be I... a minute. No, wait. I just want to see that one panel. Holy smokes. He isn't here.
4: Huh? What'd you say, kid?
5: About uh, uh, nothing. I was right. There ain't anything behind these walls. Not now, anyways. Uh, tell Mr. Kent we'll check with him about the colors later, buddy. Okay, mister. Let's go, Danny. Uh, sorry I squashed your hand, Jim. Well, that's all right. Mr. Kent. Mr. Kent. They're gone. You can come out of the clothes closet now. Mr. Kent. Wait. He isn't here. Here I am, Jim. Look. What the... Where were you, Mr. Kent? Oh, I was just outside. Outside? Uh Uh-huh. Quit your kidding. You must have been hiding under the bed. No, I wasn't, but... Look, I don't get it. Why were you hiding from those men? They're just painters. Are they? I noticed Bailey had another look for the secret closet. Good thing I set the panel right side up again. What is all this about panels and secret closets? Gee whiz, Mr. Kent, do you feel all right? No, I certainly do not. Oh, I thought so. Look, you better lie down. I'll call a doctor. No, no, this is no job for a doctor. But you
4: said you didn't feel well. I don't, but a doctor can't help me. No, I've got to think, Jim, and it's too late. Put some iodine on that scratch and go home, will you? I'll see you in the morning. (coughs)
5: All these painters wanted to know was what colors Mr. Kent wanted his walls painted. Yes. But he insisted the men were dangerous, and he, he hid under the bed. He hid under the bed? Uh-huh. And then after they'd gone, he said they'd come to look for his secret closet. His secret closet? That's what he said. He said a lot of other goofy things, too, like like they wanted to see if they could draw his blood. What? No kidding. Golly, I hate to say it, Miss Lane, but... Well, I... I think Mr. Kent is sick in the head. I've known there was something wrong with Clark for several days, Jim. He's been acting so strangely. And how? I wanted to call a doctor last night, but he wouldn't let me. He said a doctor couldn't help him. That's what he told me the day before. We've got to do something before he gets in serious trouble. I know. Wait a minute, Jim. I saw him go into his office just a few minutes ago. I'm going to try and talk to him. You wait here.
3: Now look, Clark.
5: You know I'm your friend, don't you? Well, sure, of course I do, Lois. Well, all right, then Then I want you to listen to me. Look, Clark, I know of a very nice little, uh, well, it's, it's kind of a rest home up in the morning. Great Scott, Lois, wait. Huh? What's the matter? He, he just came in. Who came in? Where?
3: The big fellow who was with Bailey last night. What? Just came into the city room. Clark. I'm talking to Beanie now. Oh, I mean he's pointing to this office. Clark, will you stop it? How can you see him in the city room? I must have some new trick up his sleeve. Clark, for heaven's sake, will you get control of yourself? Keep dodging them. They're bound to catch up with me sometime. Listen to me. I've got to do something drastic and do it now. Fast!
4: <laughs> Alarmed, Lois Lane can do nothing but stand helplessly by as Clark Kent rushes from his office and strides swiftly through the Daily Planet city room. What is he going to do? And now, back to the adventures of Superman! <laughs> As we continue now, Clark Kent and his true identity of Superman has streaked to the home of his friend, the famous Batman. Say what you want, Batman, but now I'm positive that fellow Bailey suspects I'm Clark Kent and is out to prove it. Can you be positive, Superman? For one thing, he said he's a painting contractor. But there's no painting contractor named Bailey listed in the Metropolis Telephone Directory. I see. Secondly, he had another look for my secret closet last night. Really? Yes. And while it might have been an accident, the fellow who was with him, a gorilla if I ever saw one, Jim's finger with his ring while he was shaking hands. Apparently under the impression Jim was Clark Kent. Oh, so, what does that prove? Well, he may have been trying to find out if my skin is impenetrable. Well, that's a pretty tall assumption, isn't it? Is it? When Herbert Corkins, our Scotland Yard friend, suspected my double identity, he tried the same trick, remember? Say, that's right. Well, I can't keep dodging these fellows, Batman. They suspect Kent and Superman are one and they won't let go until they prove it. And when that happens, I'm a cooked goose. I know, but what can you do? Only one thing. Get rid of them. Get rid of right? What you can't? Meet. I've got a plan, and if it works, they'll never bother me again. Now, can I count on you to help me? Of course you can. You can count on Robin too. But look, this what... may be dangerous, Batman. Very dangerous. In case you've forgotten, danger is my middle name. Robin's too. Good. Now, what have you cooked up? You remember Cliff town Village? We went trout fishing up there one time. Cliff town Village. Yes. You oh yes, up in the Blue Hills, isn't it? That's right. Well, about a half mile below the village, there's a sharp bend in the road. An old orchard is on one side with a brick wall around it. Just above it is Doctor McIntosh's house. Get the picture. Yes, yes, but I don't see what you're driving. I want you to meet me. Let's see, it's now 10.15. It's about three hours' drive up there. You and Robin meet me below the village at the bend in the road at 1.30 this afternoon, okay? Well, yes, but now I... don't come as Batman and Robin, and don't drive your Batmobile. Just come in an ordinary car as Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. Get that? Sure, but I wish you'd tell me what you're up to. Not now. You'd only put up an argument besides I have another minute. I've got things to do. Oh, just one more thing, Batman. Yes? Don't be surprised at anything you see. Hey, this sounds intriguing, Superman. It is. If only it works. Well, I've got to go now. Mind if I leave through your window? Help yourself. Okay, thanks. Now, I can count on you and Robin to be there at 1.30. You can count on us, Chum. Good. And remember, don't be surprised at anything. Now, up,
2: up, and away!
4: <laughs> Leaping from Batman's window into the sky, Superman streaks away on his mysterious mission. What is his plan to prevent Biggie Conroy and his criminal followers from revealing his double identity? And why did he warn Batman to be prepared for any surprise and for danger? There are more thrills in tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls, so be sure to listen. Tune in same time, same station, for Chapter 13 of The Mystery of the Stolen Costume on The Adventures of Superman.
1: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
1: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive tall buildings in a single box.
3: Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman!
4: Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men. And who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, deciding that the time for action has come, Superman makes mysterious plans with his friend, the famous Batman. Take a look at this map, Batman. About a half mile below the village is a crossroads. See it? Uh Uh-huh. Well, that's where I want you and Robin to meet me at 1.30 this afternoon. And do? Will do, Superman. Good. I'll be going then. Oh, uh, one thing more, Batman. Yes? Don't be surprised at anything you see. And come prepared for danger. Real danger. Today, gang, I want to tell you again about the background that is the art of making someone or something to blame so that the real culprit may go free. Now, this idea began way back in the days of primitive civilization and worked something like this. Let's say an epidemic of cholera broke out in a tribe where sanitation and medical science were totally lacking. As usual in cases like this, the people turn to the medicine men. They, in turn, lacking in the knowledge necessary to treat the disease, must think of something that will not reveal their helplessness. So they decide that angry, evil demons have cursed the people with an evil plague, and they swing into action. Drums begin to beat out a monotonous rhythm. The priests parade and dance wildly as they chant. Then they pull their prize stunt. They seize a young goat and, painting it red, proceed to drive it around the village, chanting and screaming as they run, in the hope that by so doing, they will drive the cholera demons into the body of the unfortunate goat and thus save themselves from death. Finally, the terrified animal, pelted with stones, dies of multiple wounds and exhaustion. And the people stupidly believe that they are now forever rid of the disease. Well, that gang is the origin of scapegoating. The attempt of an ignorant people to load their troubles onto an innocent creature. Silly, isn't it? Of course it is. And yet that same ridiculous business of scapegoating is practiced today. And that is practiced all over the world, where human beings are the ghosts. You don't believe it. Well, just wait. In a little while, I'll tell you more. And now... THE ADVENTURES OF SUPERMAN Having reason to suspect, the newspaper reporter Clark Kent and Superman were one and the same person, and knowing he could reap a harvest in the underworld if he could prove it, Mickey Conroy, a big-time racket boss, set out to expose Superman's double identity. But Superman became suspicious of what was afoot and managed to dodge several attempts to unmask him. Realizing, however, that he might eventually fall into a trap, the Man of Steel decided on a drastic action and made mysterious plans with his friend Batman, the only person in the world to whom he has confided the secret of his double identity. As we continue now, the sun is bright overhead as Batman and young Robin in their natural guises of Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson are driving through Blue Hills, a small range of mountains about 50 miles north of Metropolis. As per Superman's directions, they are driving in an ordinary car instead of in their distinctive Batmobile. What time is it now, Dick?
6: Uh, Just twenty-five, Bruce.
4: Fair enough. Make the crossroads by one thirty. Are
6: we that close to it?
4: Yes, I think it's just below that next hill.
6: Oh, that's where we meet Mr. Kent, huh? Kent or Superman? Superman? Could be. Oh, love, Happy. What's this all about?
4: I don't know, Dick. Oh, go on, don't
2: give me that. On the level.
4: All Superman said was for us not to be surprised at anything we see, and to be prepared for danger.
6: Mm, sounds interesting.
4: To say the least.
6: Oh, now, look, Bruce, you must have some idea of what this is all about. So help me, Hannah Dick. All I know is that Superman is in serious trouble. But Superman in trouble? And how? Oh, no. How can he be in trouble? Ask me no questions and I'll tell you no fibs. Oh, it's like that, huh? Yep, it's
4: like that. But just take my word for it that he's in trouble up to his neck. Unless he can find a way out in a big hurry. I'm listening. Well, it could be goodbye, Superman. Oh, you're kidding. Uh Uh-uh. But I gather he's cooked up something and he wants our help. What the dish is, I have no idea.
6: Oh, boy, I can hardly wait to find out.
4: You and me both. Wow, what a curve this is. Yeah. So I laid this road out with a corkscrew. And look at that steep drop-in a hairpin curve up ahead.
6: Oh brother, must be really something when there's ice on it. Say, I can see a crossroads down there and a, and a village up ahead. Is that where we meet? That's it. Oh, what's eating that guy? Don't tell me anybody wants to pass us on this grade. Well, oh, somebody does, all right. He's coming like blue blazes. You better pull over a little more, Bruce. I can't without going off the road. Oh, well, this guy is one of those crazy speed needs. Yeah, the kind of a driver who usually winds up in a slab in the morgue. Look out, here he comes. Here he goes. Hey, that looks like Kent's car. Nah, Mr. Kent doesn't drive like that. Looks like his car, though. Holy smokes, look at him pulling into the hairpin curve. Great, Lucifer, he'll turn over. He's skidding. He's going to hit that brick wall. Good boy. Oh, my gosh, he hit it. Oh,
4: I'm afraid that's the end of that poor guy. Oh,
6: well, we better have a look, Bruce. Sure
4: pile out and we'll see what we can do. Okay. Hurry, hurry.
6: Chief, look at that car, Bruce. Fold it up like an accordion. Never mind the car. Find a driver. I see him. He... Christopher Columbus. What's the matter, Dick? Look, it's Mr. Kent. Well, I'll be...
4: So that's the answer.
6: Well, don't you stand there, Bruce. I think Mr. Kent is... is dead. (laughs)
3: Come here. Oh, what's up, Eddie? Look what's coming in on the teletype. Clark
4: Kent, Daily Planet reporter, seriously injured in a car crash near Clifton Village. Holy crap. Here,
3: give me that new crash. plane Jim Olsen.
4: Take a look at this, Biggie. Yeah, what is it, Slick? This paper, The Daily Planet. Yeah, what about it? Holy cow, read that headline. Just read it. Let's see. Man, going go in for a shot. Clark Kent, star reporter, seriously injured in... Auto... What the... That's why me and Danny couldn't find him. He was driving out of town. (laughs) And you thought he was Superman. That's right. Well, how could he be? Superman can't get hype. Yeah,
2: that's
4: right. You see what it says about him? Uh, Early this afternoon, near Clifton Village, Clark Kent, star reporter for the Metropolis Daily Planet, crashed his car into a stone wall as he drove out of a sharp turn. Taken to the nearby home of Dr. Carl McIntosh, Kent is still unconscious... And said to be near death. Can't <laughs> Superman. Oh, is that a laugh? But I don't get this slick. We know there are only three guys living the Maple Crest aren't who come near fitting Superman's description George Dean, Philip Marshall, and Clark Kent. Yeah, that's right, but. We proved neither Dean nor Marshall is Superman. And now Kent himself proved that he ain't either. And who is Superman? That's a jackpot question, Biggie. It looks like we don't collect on it. Uh, Now, wait a minute. We know Superman lives in the maple crest arms disguised as some other guy. That's what you said. But you were wrong. I can't be wrong. Superman's costume was found in one of the apartments in a secret closet, right? Yeah. But before we could find out which apartment it was, he moved out the secret closet or closed it up so we couldn't drag him down. That proves to me he does live there. Nah, Biggie, you... Only one or three guys in that building can be Superman. Dean, Marshall... Oh, Kent. Now, we know it ain't Dean or Marshall, so it has to be Kent.
5: Will you stop saying that?
4: It says right here in the paper that Kent is dying from an auto accident. Now, you know a skyscraper could fall on Superman and not hurt him. So how can he almost get killed in an auto accident? He can't. Okay, then you admit you're wrong. Not necessarily. But you just I said... I said Superman can't get knocked off in a car accident. Right, so Kent can't be Superman. Yeah, that's the way it looks. But I'm not so sure. What kind of double talk is that? It's not double talk, Slick. I got an idea. Yeah. And if I'm right, it would explain everything. Puzzled, Slick Bailey waits for the cunning racket boss to explain what he means. And now, back to the adventures of Superman! Biggie Conroy has just told Slick Bailey, one of his followers, that he has an idea about Clark Kent's automobile accident. I've got an idea, Slick, and if I'm right, it would explain everything. Yeah? What's your idea, Biggie? Well, I'm thinking maybe this car accident, the one that Kent was supposed to be hurt so bad in, was a phony. A phony? Yeah. You see, if I was Kent and I was Superman, I might have framed the whole thing to throw somebody off the track. You get it? No. No. Oh, Biggie, it says right here in the paper. Uh, never mind what it says there in the paper. Superman is smart. He'd know how to make this accident look legitimate. Hey, maybe you've got something there. I know I have. Yeah, but look, how are we going to find out if that's so? Easy. According to the daily plan, Kent is laid up in a doctor's house in little burg, Clifton village. So? So you're going to take a ride up there, Slick. Me? Yeah, you, you and a half dozen good, tough boys. What do we do? You're going to get Kent and bring him back here, of course. What for? Sure as we can find out once and for all if he's really Superman.
6: But supposing he is he don't want to come back here with us. He might play awful rough.
4: Not if he's Superman, he won't. On account of he's supposed to be hurt seriously. And if he starts throwing you guys around, it'll give his show away. You get it? Well, yeah, And if he ain't Superman, you won't have any trouble either. So whichever way it works out, we'll have the right answer. And me... I think we'll have the million-dollar jackpot answer this time. Now round up the boys slick and get going. I want Kent or Superman back here tonight. (laughs) Triumphantly, Big Conroy sets a plan in motion, which he is certain will prove decisively whether or not Clark Kent is Superman. What will happen when Conroy's gunmen arrive at the doctor's house in the little village of Clifton? Did Clark Kent, who is Superman, plan for this eventuality too? (laughs) There are thrills and high suspense in Monday's exciting episode, fellows and girls. So be sure to tune in Monday, same time, same station, for Chapter 14 of The Mystery of the Stolen Costume on The Adventures of Superman. <laughs> Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine, and is brought to you Monday through Friday at
2: this same time.
0: Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes.